Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. audio it's tough to tell because you were talking so slow but it still kind of sounded a little loud now i'm gonna lie i am i normal now you're normal okay this show it's cursed every time i come on it sounds what does it sound i've never even listened back to it i don't even know what it is (laughs) you sound fine now it just sounds like um like like muffled delayed combination okay okay well now and now maybe i should bring it in Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lowell's. How's that? How's that? We should. We should because we did. God damn it. Now my mic is or uh, my camera got all out of whack. There we go. Um, We had the one week where Kitchen was out on the Swolecast and we had Tuttle host and uh, and everyone loved it. I think we should do. You know, this is what's going to happen, Brian, because and this ties in with the Tuttle thing. Next week is Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That is. Oh, infamously right. known as blackout wednesday that's right and i might start drinking at 2 30 for the swole cast to get it see if i can make it till ship chasing uh, i don't know if i could do when that wednesday i forgot i let me let me let me see yeah you might have to do it earlier or, or, skip I, honestly, it. or maybe we could do it. if you're gonna be drunk the whole time maybe i have to make it but, happen i will say like i'll i'll be flexible like if, if you want to do like an early afternoon show i'm down Oh, maybe we can. Let me, let me, let me check. I should know the answer to this, but I don't. You got a, uh, you got family stuff for Thanksgiving yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be? Um, my parents' house this time. Nice. Are your parents in Chicago? They're in the suburbs. Nice. 
Hey, nice. you're watching Lulz. I that's so that's that's the show. I I get drunk and you host. That sounds like a great <laughs> dynamic. Uh, uh, so, P, what do you think about the uh, cornerbacks the Chargers been throwing out there? Huh? <laughs> the cornerbacks? <laughs> oh my God, the it's so funny. Like the the players that I end up knowing, um, I feel like that a talking point when I listen to podcasts is that people will talk about the Packers and uh, they'll be like, "Yeah, and Jair Alexander is not going to play again this week." I'm like, okay, all right. So now I know that Jair Alexander plays for the Packers defense and has apparently been out for a while. I, I learn all of my defensive nuggets from fantasy analysts who just casually toss their names around. The, my de uh, defensive player knowledge was when I used to play Madden. You'd yeah. have to know like specific backs and stuff like that. Other than that, like, who gives a shit? It still tilts people like uh, – because it became a bit of a bit on ship chasing when I mentioned that I went to uh, the sauna during ship chasing. And like, there's some people they get like really upset that you talk about football, but you don't watch every second of every game. Like that, that yeah. makes people mad. There's a whole bunch of morons out there. So that doesn't <laughs> surprise me in the slightest. And I will say, like, I will completely admit, I listened to, so like Sean Siegel over at Rotoviz is one of my favorite fantasy football analysts. And I know he watches every game and I can listen to him talk and I, I hear how he applies the nuance to things. Um, and I do really think that it, there, there can be some value in it in the right hands, but just like this blanket statement <laughs> that you can't be good at fantasy or you can't be good at DFS if you don't watch every second of every game is pretty absurd. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'd say it's uh, you kind of want to say the opposite, but like the whole the whole petty theft chess is okay. Steve Buzzard uh, also eighty hours a week DFS thing is like for me like it's like the point one. Oh, one percent of guys can do that. Like, not work that hard, but like benefit from it significantly. Yeah, and I'm uh, I had like I had uh, Rich Rebar on my show uh, last week, and I'm having Karain on my show on Friday, and I feel like uh, one thing I've been talking to him about because he's been doing really well uh, in DFS and these small field tournaments, and he's super in the weeds. Um, not from a, a game watching perspective per se, but just in the analytics. And he writes up that mega walkthrough post for NBC sports edge. And I was curious, you know, for him, how you get married to certain situations, right? Cause you're like, Oh, this looks like such a mismatch. This is such a good spot. And I think he's found a really good balance in like, you know, using those as leans, using those as tiebreakers, but like, if the projections or the ownership isn't bearing out that that's a good play, you just got to fucking detach yourself from that sentiment you, you had from your research. Yeah. And I mean, this stuff, well, I don't know. He's doing small field. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I love that small field strategy. It's not, it's not for me, but, um, but for the larger stuff, you know, we've, we've talked about this a million times. I say, I don't think someone can keep all that in their head and calculate it all properly. And you're going to like double count things and, and like, I don't, I don't know. And like, what, what's the difference? So like when I was doing all projections for all sports, probably like 20, when did I start? Like late 2014 up until 2018 for sure. Exclusively just my stuff. Um, like it was, it's kind of fun, like figuring out how to make projections and like go from like, you know, say a guy's projected at 20 points, you get him at 22.6 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
and like that kind of stuff is cool. And then when you enter in a, a, a you know, enter in, you know, you're different, but you're, you're probably, you're probably different in the right spots and stuff because everyone else is using crap. Like that's just not, that's not like that fun to me anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and also it's like a lot of work. And first of all, you got to keep up the database and keep up everything and update it. And it's a lot of work, but like to, and it's not from 20 to 22.6, it's like 20 to 20. Point four or something. <laughs> yeah. And like the whole GTO and, and, and trying to figure out uh, that side of the stuff is way more last two, three years, way more interesting for me of uh, like, okay, how can I, what can, what can I mess around with on the back end here to gain yeah. that way? I think the, the thing I'm now running into is I feel confident in my ability to build smart lineups but I also feel like a little bit of the, the blender stuff to play whoever you want. I'm like, I could look at like five or six quarterbacks or, or stacks or certain games and be like, I feel like I can build smart lineups around these things. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to make three or four lineups. And I, it, I don't actually feel strong enough about being like, Oh, this is the one lineup and s- angle that I want to take more so than this one. And that's where I think Pat's been succeeding a little bit is just feeling a little bit stronger about certain situations. Those plays end up in my lineups, but I'm like, well, this projects this two V two projects similar to this one. I just shrug my shoulders. I, I don't really care kind of thing. I, I mean, the, the, if you don't originate and you don't have some sort of big process to come up with this stuff, that's all you can do is like use tiebreakers, use the game theory and guess, you know, and guess. Uh, and some guys can be really good at it. And I'm not even, I'm not even putting it down at all. I'm just saying, yeah, uh, it's not, it's not for, it's not for me basically. Yeah. Have you, I haven't talked to you recently about kind of your system and in the Sims and stuff are, have you been rerunning a, a bunch of Sims for different contest sizes or like what, what contests have you been focusing on lately? No. Yeah. Well for NBA, I've got a whole bunch, a whole bunch of new stuff for, for football, um, I've just been getting my ass handed to me night after night, except in showdown. But like, uh, so, and I, I haven't adjusted for, um, for lower fields, but I think actually I've come up with something where I can probably piece it together. It's just a lot of time. Yeah. And I mean, all the fields I play are, there's a lot, like even the wildcat, how many people are in the wildcat thousands, right? I think. Yeah. And it's like, you can change, you can you can make adjustments for that obviously, but right. Um, I right now the strategy for me is get something middle of the road, and then apply it to, just apply it to everything that's around it. It'll basically be about the same, you yeah. know, like like the the jab step in the NBA. You don't you don't you don't play NBA, but that's kind of like a six thousand man five thousand man tournament, but it has a lot of good players in it, so the ownership's going to be a little higher. Yeah. Like that's kind of in between the uh whatever the eight hundred dollar one is. I can't remember in NBA. Yeah. And the big the big field one. So like I think there's not solving for that and then putting them in both of them is is fine. Or even if you know you if you could do the Osmo strategy, make three hundred. Yeah. When you say things haven't been going as well for you in NFL, is that you know just small sample size, bad side of errands for you? Or is there any part of it where you're like, I do that's, want to rethink some things? That's a good, no, I'm always rethinking things. Always rethinking <laughs> things. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if I'm winning. <laughs> um, the slope of my graph is a little skeptical. Um, 
I'd like to see someone else's that I respect, see what theirs looks like. Because the the 1% outcomes is is fine. But the slope of the graph is flat. And I'm in between whether that's okay or if I'm fucking it up. And because um, like a slope of an MBA GPP uh, rotor tracker or whatever would be like a whole bunch of one percenters. And then it kind of gradually goes down where my NFL one is a whole bunch of one percenters and then it's flat. Hmm. And there's a lot of shitty ones in there because I'm either I'm fucking up or I'm running bad, but I feel like it should be closer to the NBA one, but not because kind of like, I, I, I wouldn't even hate like in these kind of crazy sports, like PGA crazy variants. I'm saying that I could, I could see the, chart kind of looking flatter with what and you're just they all kind of have a chance of hitting one percent but also like there you could easily shit the bed in these high variance sports you know what i mean yeah i'm not exactly sh- i'm not exactly sure in the beginning of the season there was my um my sim had had some errors that i found so that that probably wasn't definitely was not helping you can still get lucky with that, though. <laughs> I just didn't. Well, explain explain to it just so we know what it what that means or or what your thesis on why your NFL one or sorry your NBA one isn't as flat. Like what what would be kind of the difference between those dynamics? Because the players are more predictable. Like the um, you should you should be closer to whatever your your outcomes you're 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 planning for mm-hmm. on a night by night basis. Where so you're saying in NFL, your, your ac- outcomes are actually more kind of median. No, no, no. That just like you could, you could, the difference between like a 1% outcome and then that lineup finishing in the bottom 5% can easily happen mm-hmm. in, 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 in like high variant sports. And I'm like, I'm saying, I'm, I'm not sure. I have to look into it more. I, I usually don't even look at road tracker stuff ever anyways, Yeah. but uh, since I've been getting my ass kicked, I'm like, okay, let me take a gander here. And so I'm not sure if that's right or not. Um, it could definitely be, it definitely could definitely be wrong. So how do you go about doing that when you mentioned that you found maybe some errors in your model earlier, you know, other than just kind of results of being like, normally I feel like I'm winning a little bit more. Like how, how do you debug that or, or figure out what's the, what's the error? Right. And the, um, another thing too, Pete, there is others. Uh, I've what seven slates, I think in there. Something like that. No, wait. I guess it is more than seven, isn't it? Nine. We've we're we're entering week eleven. So I guess ten slates, and then the NBA are already have like triple that or something, or quadruple that. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry. Repeat your question. I did have an answer, but I lost my. Uh, oh, my question was like, how do you go about oh. debugging or trying to figure out where things might be going wrong? So, so Petty's in the in the chat here too. So like, my answer probably wouldn't help anybody. So like, I bet Pet Petty like would go through his process, which is probably very different than mine. If he's in a downswing or whatever, he has an idea and he's coming up with something new. So like for me, I would just go, I know what I'm doing. So I'll go, um, and I don't mean like, I know what I'm doing. I'm smart. I mean, like I know what my process yeah, is yeah. exactly. So like I would just go step. Okay. It's not, it's not the sim anymore. I fixed that. Yeah. Right. I can, and you could check, you could check that stuff. Yeah. You just be like, Oh, um, uh, Terry Hill, uh, 198 yards on average. That's something's wrong there. Uh, he's probably yeah. not averaging 198 yards. Yeah. Right. So you could you could easily check that. Um, there's a whole bunch of ways to check your 
like your opponents and what you're doing and stuff like that. But just like on each step, I can't really go into it because I don't give anything away. No, I know. Uh, although I'm getting my, my ass handed to me, so maybe I should give it away. Fucking other people can lose. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just curious, like, yeah, too, if you're like looking at, you know, really weird, you know, or you have like 50% of a guy and the field has 15% and you're like, am I, you know, pressing my edge on this situation or do I have an input on the it? opposite? The opposite. I thought well, that's something we could talk about too. Is like the efficiency of the field. Remember this happened last year when I was DMing you, and um, probably whatever week twelve or something. I'm like, do you do you notice like the 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 field is getting a lot closer to what the ownership's being projected on the sites? Yeah. And then like when I would run something, I'd get like even with the field on a lot of players, and then like James Robinson would pop or something like that back then. But like. It's like that. That's not a good sign. We don't want that. We want ownership to be all to wrong. You know what I mean? We don't want it to be dead on accurate. And with football, this is what I was thinking. I was driving here and from Chicago, and I'm like, I wonder if it's like there's like so much content. All these guys have all week to think about it. There's not that much tricky injury news and stuff like that. It's like a little bit, but not a lot. It's not. It's I not can't. a ton. Okay, it's how many carries is McCaffrey gonna get? To you, NBA bros, it's nothing. Well, yeah, and, and like MLB and stuff like that, there's not as much information and stuff like that. But like, like McCaffrey this past weekend, it's like they're the, by by Sunday, all these guys, they Levitan and Osimo and whatever they're putting out there, like it's it's probably going to be right. You know what I mean? And and if there's props on there and stuff like that, it's like why aren't these getting hammered then? Why aren't these props getting smashed if it's if they're so off and, you know, you're so smart. Well, and I mean, I, I don't know if you saw or uh, any of my stuff from this past week, but we've now had a couple weeks with super uh, almost abnormal um, percentages on what we thought were going to be contrarian plays. Like this week, it was Mike Williams, who everyone had projected between 5 to 8%. Everyone had Keenan Allen as the chalkier option in the chargers game. And then we go and look at all of the mid to high stakes, single entry, three max contests. And Mike Williams fucking 25% owned Keenan's like 12%. And I, I assume it's a factor of things largely driven by content. It was also the late slate. So I think there was probably some swaps in there as well of people thinking they were pivoting to the more contrarian option, but I've, I feel like some of the, the this leveling element and the content element of like if every fucking GPP show looks at the early week projections and ownership projections like Mike Williams is the nice pivot, by the end of the week, he's the fucking chalk, like the stone cold chalk and just an atrocious play. It happened with Marquise Brown the week before, and I feel like I'm seeing that to a bigger degree this year. Hmm. Yeah, well, that would be kind of the opposite of what I was saying, where it's like it's becoming more and more efficient. I guess maybe not the opposite, but like what you're saying that it, it goes because you said it goes to a bad play where he, then that would mean he's over owned and now you could go under. Well, because so my my hypothesis is there is like a group of people doing so like I think the a GPP cabal. bros, a cabal, a shadowy cabal of GPP bros that like, listen to Leonian Dink establish the million. They watch on the contrary with Osimo. They listen to Blender and buy them for, they watch my shows, and we are all looking at the same number, right. the same numbers, and we mm -hmm. all see the same things, and we all react in the same way. 
And that tide shifts in such a big way that it's like we're now playing a game of chicken with each other almost. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something in NBA kind of like that. I don't want to talk about it actually because I think it's kind of a little edge no one knows about. But um I could definitely I could definitely see it. I mean the the problem is like so I said efficient. Maybe that's like maybe that's the wrong term because if it was efficient, then no one can win, you know what I mean? Which clearly isn't true yet. Yeah. So Maybe just it's just more predictable. Mm-hmm. Like the ownership is getting because even in the the Williams example, sure, yeah. But I mean, there's 140 guys projected and owned, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to hear about yours too. Yeah, we should we should team up, Petty, when we get banned. <laughs> Petty, you can come back on the show sometime, man. With he'll he'll guys. he'll do the 80 hours a week shit, and then I'll. I'll run the numbers in the back end, and we'll have our syndicate just entering lineups for us, taking all your guys' money. Yeah. Well, so so what – I mean, speak more generally. What's the just about stuff going on in, in NBA for you? Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I just really, really like my – this best process I've ever had. I, how how new is it? Like you just altered it really recently? or No, I could put it on R. From ex from Excel and Excel like stats programs I paid for, yeah. But because I'm working with a guy who does R, and he knows DFS too, so that's helpful. Very helpful. And um, yeah, because working with the the coders from Pakistan is like, because I'm trying to do one for I'm trying to get an MLB prop, um, uh, you know, price simulation thing going like I have for the other sports. And I'm starting now because I always get. And he's like, I know cricket. <laughs> I don't know baseball. Wait, like, is, so is one B plus two Bs. Yeah, go. I was just gonna say, d- does he live in India? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you said I cricket. I, I just assumed India for cricket. If he knows that sport really well. Oh, I'm sorry. Really he's know. in Pakistan. It's big in Pakistan and in India. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And did you you just that's? I feel like that's an unusual probably to find because when you were looking for this person were you specifically querying for someone who was familiar with dfs or was that just a, a lucky happenstance no he it's it's the guy approached me and then he wow. started like showing me some our stuff he's doing and then he just won me over and he's moving he's moving in next week no um <laughs> What was what was our show we were talking about last week? Two houses, two million. Oh, two it? yeah, two months, two million. I swear, <laughs> I still think Gelfon was on that fucking show. I can I don't know what's going on with that memory, but that's the DFS version. Bricks, Pakistani coder, <laughs> <laughs> just a just a DFS buddy comedy. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Um. And and so it, it's not it so it's the processes are are different enough that you can't just port it over to NFL. They are two separate types of things. No, it's all the same. It's, it's all the same general thesis. Um, uh, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. and just dialing it in more and yeah, adding some uh, some other ideas. Oh, I wanted to ask you about because I saw you tweet it. I saw you know. Osimo and then Justin Freeman from Run the Sims had had tweeted out uh, 
this idea about parlays and basically pushing plus EV edges with parlays with the thesis kind of being in general, parlays get a bad rap of being negative EV. And we keep seeing, I, I think initially people saw these awesome screenshots. I think you had another one tonight with like a 16 leg parlay for a million dollars. And I think a lot of people just assume, oh, this is just a funny bit. Uh, and Justin was actually looking into it and saying this could actually be a sharp way to maximize your edges. Did, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, he, I mean, his. I think the general idea was if you have an edge, you, and then you parlay it, your edge is even more, mm-hmm. which is right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, one of the reasons you don't want to do parlays is because you can line shop and just get a better line somewhere else. The, even if the, you have the, an edge. What you really need is a a decentralized exchange sports book where you can string together parlays across different sites (laughs) to line shop and parlay. That'd be interesting. Um, I did take some shit in my reply to him though, because yeah, I was, it's like, you only have 147 characters. So like these or whatever the fucking character limit is. And so like you can never, what's the, what's the law, you know, like Cunningham's law or whatever, where it's, if you want to find out the answer to a question, uh, just give the incorrect one online. Dude, I, have, I, have I told you that? How I will, you know, I, I write the Fantasy Life newsletter every single day and just like crickets, crickets, no feedback. Feedback goes out to a massive email list. I had a, I had a typo one day and I got six DMs from people <laughs> I'd never interacted with telling me I had a typo. I'm like, this is how I get engagement. You just fucking put a mistake or yeah. have some kind of like, and people love coming yep. out of the woodwork for that. Yeah. Yep. It's exactly right. And mine, and mine was, and I tried to like frame it, you know, where everything's understood, but it's kind of hard was like to look for correlations, like weather. We've talked about this before. Like I, let's say there's two stadiums right next to each other and the weather's going to be really bad that day. Well, you could take the under on rushing yards. I don't know. Right. It, it, the point of it was think about, think about, think about things, you know, like in these type of ways. You know, I'm not saying I know all the correlations, like the ones that they'll still allow. So, and then the other one was like QB and the opponent wide receiver, right? So you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to parlay that. But then I said in like the very like three words later, in single in, in single bets, not parlay, single prop bets. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It'll it won't get misunderstood. And then I had like three or four people like, you can't prop bet same game, you can't parlay the same game. Parlay? Oh, do you still allow it? Sarcastically. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it, it happens everywhere. Uh, what was the other? I always know the. Uh, it was a whole bit on living the stream. Uh, JJ and Denny Carter, where you know they recommend you know streamers guys to pick up in your league, and it was a whole bit where people go, "He's not available in my league." And it's like, well, they're just kind of fucking generally giving advice right. for as many people as possible. Not in my league. It's just like people are so fucking literal and numbskulled with with this yeah. stuff. It's like we're trying to directionally make points. Like you can't encompass every single fucking specific scenario. Right. And like maybe I maybe I shouldn't. Okay, because I was thinking before I tell you, I'm like, oh, this actually might help too many people. Maybe I shouldn't even say it. And like, you know, now I won't. <laughs> like I was because it's like. People will blindly. I've noticed, like when I post props, people just like blindly bet them, and it's like, well, you don't don't blindly bet them. Like at least look at like. And the example I gave was just like like two big men on the same team over rebounds. Let's say both individually are plus EV. Like you might not want to take both of them because the one guy is going to take rebounds from the other guy. 
Right. So you can avoid. You can just pick one. Pick the one you like in line shop. You know, just just common sense kind of the way to look at all these these prop bets. I mean, you you still probably can um, make money on both of them, but it would depend. And it's like, okay, where are you getting your money from? Are they are, do they have the, all the correlations perfectly aligned on this too? So maybe they don't, and then the, those both of those bets wouldn't be profitable at the same time too. So like, keep your eye on that. Think about correlate. You know. Yeah. Yeah. P- people love uh, missing the, uh, the forest for the trees <laughs> uh, with that stuff. But I do think that concept is, is interesting. I, I I'm, I've been tilting more lately about just not having legalized uh, sports betting in Massachusetts. I've been wanting to kind of attack some more lines with stuff and, like, you know, ETR and in the run the Sims tools, I've been feeling like I have some good edges on some spots. And then it's like, if I'm betting on fucking Bovada and they don't post the lines until like two hours before the game. And then I'm yeah. fucking busy on Sundays with DFS and I don't have time to bet. And everyone who's getting to bet on DraftKings and FanDuel and these other books. And I'm like, it, it just, it, it sucks right now <laughs> not being able to take advantage of some of that stuff. The whole arc of this thing just pisses me the fuck off. It doesn't really piss me off, people, but like you know, it 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 could piss someone off. Is like these casinos, Sheldon Ellison, whatever they keep the sports books offline, so you don't get to play it. Then eventually you get some, you get it later. You bet the props, you win. They fucking limit you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fuck you guys. It's you know, like why can't Pete bet right now? And then, then eventually it's going to get legal and there'll be no consequences. No, no, not, not the people who were keeping it down, you know, like, no, that's mayor. No. Yeah. It, it was just legal. You couldn't do it. Sorry. Fuck you. Actually, we'll throw some people in jail. <laughs> Ew, how about that? I know. And I'm even like hesitant to go down this rabbit hole because we've talked about this a bunch over the past year or so, because, you know, I feel like we start to sound like a broken record, but it is just, massively frustrating and incongruent with just <laughs> so much out there. And uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. It doesn't, especially Boston. I mean, come on. Yeah. I bumped into when I was in New York, I bumped into uh, John uh, as we call him on the Swolecast Aguiar uh, from DraftKings. I met him for the first time and I was just like, when, when, when is this going to happen? Because they, you know, they, they're obviously very well connected um, with the state and the legislature in Massachusetts and it even even they are just kind of shrugging their shoulders and, and just don't know like when is this gonna come around because you you would think with DraftKings based in Massachusetts that there would be some extra greasing of the wheels there maybe and then compared to other spots but like that's it's, just how it's played out. It's what Foxwoods and what's the other big one around there? Okay, yeah. Well those are in yeah those are in uh, Connecticut. They've been um, donating to these politicians for what 50 years or something yeah yeah there's a long relationship that that they have yeah so who knows hopefully soon but it is it it would be it would be nice to be able to to dive into that more and like like i've legitimately so i've been i've been doing stuff with bet spurts and i've been like tracking my bets over there and like trying to do a combo of like having fun with it Mm -hmm. and also not you know bullshitting and and what and it's really hard i've like talking about the bets i'm making 
and also making sure I have skin in the game on the bets like I'm mm -hmm. recommending has been really fucking hard. And like I've been mainly talking about sides and in, in over-unders because that's what everyone has access to and I have access to. Um, but like the prop stuff has been super tough. And then people are like, well, I got this line here. I don't have this one here. And in just doing that kind of content makes you quickly realize like how hard that is to pull off in general, much less when everyone doesn't have access to the same books. Yeah. Um, actually I started writing out, remember how we talked about, was it last week or two weeks ago that like vote app idea I had like, count, you know, combined with like crypto. Uh, refresh my memory. I vaguely remember it. So it's, it's, um, so it's, it's, it's like Miami coin. Remember we talked about, Oh Miami? yeah. 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 In my own, so Miami coin, they're they're like they're like blowing up. Did you did you see that? Not blowing up, but like they were on the pop pop podcast. Were they really? The, they have New York City coin coming, and that their new mayor Adams has already said, you know, he's down. He's taking money, some of his paycheck in Bitcoin. And there's like everyone's getting excited about it. I'm like Miami coin fucking sucks balls. Why can't people see this? Like Miami coin sucks balls. <laughs> Miami coin sucks balls. Like it's like like if you're a crypto bro, how can you fall for this? Like how could you like this at all? I could see someone like Maddock who who loves our government so much, but like uh, <laughs> but like um if you're a real crypto bro, like all it is, and they said this in the Pound Pound case, it's a donation to your government. Yeah. Like, who's fucking doing that? Who's, like, paying their taxes? And they go, you deserve a little more. You know, what crypto bro is cutting off their, like, Bitcoin? You know, how much? That's too much Bitcoin. The government needs a little bit of, you no, know, I mean, they're going to do a good job with it. No, they're That's like, what if, what if we could make extra taxes cool? Like, I mean, isn't that what it is? So, so here's their argument. So give like to steel man them a little bit is it like the mining fees could come from anywhere. So people are giving them. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Presidents free, the treasury free money. So, like, okay, fine. Let's just say that the Miami people are just getting free money there. It's still in the, the, the city treasury, it's run by politicians. So, it's at the whims of politicians. So, it doesn't like they can give it to you, they could take it away, they could spend it on something else. So it's just another it's just another uh, uh, piece of the of the budget. Like it doesn't mean like oh well, Miami's going to get all this free money. It's it's it can change in the blink of an eye. And and like Suarez is in charge now, right? He's huge into Bitcoin, but but he he could easily he probably will. He seems like he has political aspirations. He'll be on the governor or senator or run for president. Who knows? Like someone else is going to get in there. And so it's like okay, now you're. Now you're giving them a, and it went, it's up to almost like over 20 million already, the fund. It's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, it's, it, it's like the, the whole problem with government is incentives and consequences issue. We talk about this, and they have the wrong incentives, right? Where they will, like, mo, like, um, like the, the gambling problem in Boston. 
they have a relationship with these casinos. The casinos give them money. Um, they're only there for a few years, so their time preference is off. They um, will go, you know, get their buddies and kids and friends' kids' jobs through the private sector, through using their influence in the public sector, right? And then there's no consequences for any of this shit. So like yeah. that's where the that's what that's what my idea was is so so an, a legislator has to like use this this app that's hooked up on the blockchain and the constituents vote on the bills and whatever they vote for that legislator goes in there and presses the button voting for this one not voting for that one voting for this one not voting for that and then they get incentivized from the fund so instead of the fund going anywhere it's just a decentralized fund right that's like accumulating interest. Same idea, 30% coming from the miners' fees. It's building up over time. And every time you vote, you get a little bit of coin. And you could maybe get a token, and then you could use that for governance and stuff like that. And the, uh, uh, the legislator also gets money paid out over time. So you can expand their time preference from high to low. Um, and then if they don't vote for what their constituents want. The constituents say that can 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 they have a majority vote to say that they don't they don't get any of the fund. And the fund eventually could outweigh any benefits they get from their, the power of the state. Yeah. Especially at the state and local level. These guys in Illinois, the reps are making like 45 a year. You know, the, the senators are making like I don't know, 60, 75, something like that. It's not a ton of money. Like the most of the power comes from getting people jobs, connections, and then helping out you know, businesses and stuff like that. What do you think is, uh, you know, very generally speaking, you know, local governments and governments, you know, embracing crypto in a bastardized way like Miami coin or shunning it. It's the boogeyman trying to legislate it in a way where they clearly don't understand it. Like which, which one's worse. So this is what, this is what I want to add in this is there's an incentive for, both user and legislator to vote crypto friendly bills. Right. And there already is if they're all getting paid from the fund. So why would the legislator do anti-crypto bells when they're going to cost themselves this free money? You know what I mean? So it's like a built-in incentive consequence system away from government decentralized. That has nothing to do with them. And you could also, there's, you could do it a whole bunch of different ways. Like, so the fund could pay out to the constituents like pay, it could pay their taxes. And so like that would incentivize them to, uh, you know, vote more uh, uh, cautiously, right? We talked about this last week that polls show two things. Voters uh, voters want lo- less taxes and more services, right? Yeah. Something, you know, then it's, so like it, it, it aligns all the incentives properly. And so like, if you could bring in revenue from gaming and lower the, the the tax burden, that's more money for the voters, right? So they would they would vote for it. They would probably just vote for it anyways, right? So like, if a legislator can't go in there and just vote for lobbyists, like you know the lobbyists of their choice, they have to do what the constituent says. They lose all those incentives, and then you'll attract legislators too. So like the fund, the the New York City fund. It's already going. So when Adams gets in there, it's going to have you know, millions and millions of dollars in there. So like this, the funds is sitting there waiting for crypto friendly people to run for office. 
Yeah. Right. So it's the exact same thing with my Miami coin, except you change the incentives to more government, more free money for the government, free money for the government that they have total political power over to the voter with consequences laid out for both of them. Yeah. It does seem like you were saying with the, <laughs> a lot of this stuff still feels so, you know, a, a generational divide of just waiting for the next generation who is more crypto tech savvy. You even see like, I know Peter Jennings with the legislator in Denver that he knows that he's worked with on some of these DFS and sports betting bills. And he's a younger guy who gets it like th but those archetypes are still few and far between throughout you know governments yeah no no that shit's never gonna work it's never gonna they're never gonna do what you want you have no power you have no idea what's going on there i mean i work there like you think you know what's going on at your local like the like the bureaucrats desk and decisions they're making much less what bills are on your legislator's desk like you, you have no clue what's going on very little what's going on you have to change the incentives and consequences. Right. Like if you if you if you vote for for drug laws, ruin someone's fucking life, and then change your mind, you should at least resign. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you should at least be like, holy shit, I ruined a bunch of people's fucking lives here. Well, isn't that I, I mean that was what uh I mean, isn't that what Taleb's book too about in skin in the game? And he used the example about, you know, if you build a bridge and it fucking collapses and people die, like you should be held fucking accountable because you built a bad bridge, but the current system right now, you build a bad bridge. It's like, well, your contract's done and it just, you shrug your shoulder and move on. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these two is like short-term, long-term solutions too. It's tough. Like, like if, if the, and this is another thing why I hate Miami coin. I like like, like something similar to my idea is because like, don't we think the long-term solution is getting the money back into the people's hands and away from the fed bank and away from the money printing. And then we could choose how to spend it and there's nothing they could do about it. Right. So like you want to incentivize crypto people into be in the office and people to vote for crypto friendly bills to, to protect and achieve that. Right. So you give them crypto. You get you just give you just fucking bribe them, yeah. With it with with and then they can go and it and it's also it's it's a it's it's democracy. Everyone fucking loves democracy, right? And so it's democracy in action. So so there's uh, tons of sell. Just the app alone is a good uh, political campaign, right? right. I'm, I'm going to vote for exactly what my constituents want. Yeah. We're, we're alienating our, our audience. Let's pull out a story earlier. Said he, he says, I like it, but I don't understand it, but I support it. Uh, <laughs> Teddy went, uh, I don't know, to make dinner, came back and said, uh, I mean, this is the Lowell's experience. Yeah, what do, you, what do you guys expect? Uh, they want us to talk about Ben the Better or something like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> he got a big role. What's that? So he got a big role. He's got that, that role in Three Men and a Better. I know DK's I, next big series. I had to get some use out of that uh, that photo. I put it on the thumbnail. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that looks hilarious. <laughs> Is that like Marcos doing those photoshops for you? Marcos did that one too. Yeah, shout out Marcos. Appreciate it. Uh, was it? It was because it was last week. We were watching the trailer clips for episode one, the teasers, and then episode one came out shortly after. It must have been Thursday or Friday. Uh, what what was your reaction to the first 
what was it like a six minute episode yeah short that's my yeah. reaction yeah yeah that was short and shouldn't they have another one out by now or is it you tomorrow would, then you would think so i mean it's appointment viewing right yeah it's i will say good. it was it was my fear kind of came true and i mentioned it last week where it's like I want to be a fly on the wall of these guys hanging out and get some really organic conversations. And it was a lot of staged forced conversations that, you know, mm. we love Osmo. We love Tom Kennedy, but I know they didn't fucking have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the acting mm, was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I want, we, I want more acting. That I mean, was. I will say some of the screen grabs I got like the whistles go woo was so fucking memeable. I mean, oh, yeah. the backwards mini shot, the pointing to his fucking what was that like a wall of computers at the University of yeah. Connecticut? Oh, like we gotta meme that. <laughs> we have to meme that one. My God, I I've I have like three or four screenshots saved, and I, we do actually need to create uh so some. I mean, I mean one of them. Did you see that one? What was the one you did? I missed it. I probably missed it. it the Impractical Jokers one? Oh, okay. I think I did see that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what was Al Alex today posted a photo doing push-ups? Yeah, yeah. Looked like he was doing a little bit. Well, the I he had shared the video from Big T, so I assume it was footage from when they were in Miami. Here, let's let's pull this up here. Here's Alex. Very uh, wide uh, position here on these push-ups, but pretty solid form otherwise. I don't really have any disagreements with this. I think there's a large contingent of people out there who, who don't approve of your judging to begin with there, Pete. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I, it was uh, because it was back-to-back -back weeks where Leone – beat uh a raven in the thunderdome last week and then i think a raven won it this week and a raven tagged me in some push-up judge comment I, I still see i mean uh who is it draft G, a raven there is a cabal a shadowy cabal of people who are still extremely tilted <laughs> by the push-up challenge judging oh uh there's i'm sure there's some people Draft cheats over it. I wonder who lost the most. I lost a grand. <laughs> Look, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what my, to tell you. You were my advisor. <laughs> I know. That's what you're saying. I didn't think Bales was going to be able to do it. And then people yeah. are actually bad at me uh, for thinking. What, I was, what, was the, uh, what was the total? I don't remember. What was the over-under? Was it? 3,000? No, wasn't it like 2,300 or 20? It was somewhere in like the mid two maybe it was 2500 i want to say it was like 22 or 2300 i don't know something random mm. Mm. i can't remember no it wasn't enough whatever the fuck it was uh also i did just notice in this uh video here do you see the boom mic here so this is you can see we got the DraftKings team yeah. here in the top left yeah and i'm assuming there's a camera in front of him because he does like some little pose yeah. for the camera <laughs> i mean DraftKings. Come follow Brian around and I around for a weekend. Let's head out to the cabin in Chicago. We'll give well, you. Well, me and Peter are really worried about Big T and whistles go. Whoa, how was that? Was that good? I, I'll be like, 
I was really worried about Mike Williams getting steamed in the spy this week. <laughs> and boy, did that happen. I thought he was going to come in at 9%, and instead he came in at 30%. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my. Yeah, the uh, all, yeah, you were trolling my uh, eight-year-old photo. You, <laughs> you were acting like that is not the the look of a boy who would go bear fishing. Who would eventually, yeah, be a, try to say he could give out lessons on barehanded fishing. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe our wires got crossed here. I didn't realize you were like doing deep sea fishing where you were pulling out fish that had fucking spikes coming out of their, you know, scales. Like I just pull a nice little trout out of the, the ocean. You know I mean? Trout? On. The, uh, no, I'm I'm not. It's it's totally uncalled. The gloves are completely uncalled for. It's <laughs> and I deserve everything I get. <laughs> uh, can we just please? I, I don't think I've seen this person in our chat ever. Rushia, it just comes out of the woodwork to <laughs> get all horned up over Pillow Girl. <laughs> <sighs> uh, man, t- talk about like a a blast from the past throwback. So that was. It's like almost a year and a half ago now, right? Because that was was probably April or May of the pandemic. Something like that, yeah. The two like big events I remember from like, so I remember for me, early pandemic is Lowell starts the RG poker open that was live streamed and then fucking Tommy G came on at like 1am on that live stream and Mm. then the push up challenge like those were like the three tent pull events for me in those first few uh, months and yeah I want to say it must have been mid April to late April and uh, the the Bales event uh, was what we all needed to get through that time. That was definitely when nothing was going on because then we had our MMA live stream with Randone came on and stuff but that was when MMA MMA was like the only sport to come back. Yeah, I I almost played. Have, have you been? How how have the MMA streets been? I've been like taking Saturday as my day off, but I've been kind of itching to do some MMA DFS. Mm, two weeks ago, I could have won. I needed uh, I had a solo. Oh God, who was fighting? I needed the one the other side to win in the last in the in the five rounder, and I. And he lost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the the prize pools though are so pretty good. Yeah. That that uh the pandemic wasn't good for everyone, but it was pretty good for MMA DFS. <laughs> Dude, I, I just had another like flashback to that where I remember you know when things were getting shut down and Rogan Rogan, uh who's the head of FF uh UFC. What's his name? Uh, uh, Dana Dana White. <laughs> They're like the same guy, bye bye. Joe Rogan <laughs> and Dana White. It did, they kind of look alike too. Uh, and Dana White was just like, no, dude, the show must fucking go on. And I remember being like, I had really gotten into MMA DFS, and I said, I need to savor these last few slates because you could tell it was close to all getting canceled. And I remember just absolutely savoring a Saturday afternoon MMA slate in fucking Brazil. <laughs> I think it was, uh, it, it was because it was the only show in town. I mean, it was fucking, uh, who is our, our golfer, you know, outlaw golf tour oh, and Brazilian God. MMA events. <laughs> what was that guy's name? The outlaw golfer who missed the tournament. Our guy Hoffman. Yeah. Hoffman. Sure. Noah Hoffman. Noah, Noah Hoffman. Hoffman, yeah. 
MMA, do you know MMA was going so strong? They had like Wednesday night slates too. Remember Wednesday yeah. night slates, Saturday slates. That was sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. They should bring that back. That was sweet. They and should it was, do Thursday or Tuesday. It was. It's so funny too how like, you know, at the time you feel so starved for action, and now right now you're like. Yeah, it'd be nice kind of if there's just only one thing going on and it's just uh you know, I just played MMA DFS, so that was the one thing. It I don't know, it was uh it was it was a weird time, but it was it was very enjoyable. That was the start of that fucking shirt you're wearing. Oh, did you see my new shirt here? I see it now. I was trying to wonder. I was like, what the hell does that say? Oh yeah. That was the start of it. League of Legends and MMA. A lot of dupes in those sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of dupes. Little known fact for for a time. Yes, get your. Uh, I will legitimately say uh, the um, the hoodies uh, in the store uh, are incredibly comfy. If you guys want a Lulz hoodie or a Don't Dupe Me Bro hoodie, uh, link is down below. Super super comfy hoodies. I can actually highly vouch for uh, the quality of the merch this go around. I know back before we had T Public, it was so so. We upgraded it. And uh, now you can walk around in the grocery store with a shirt that says, don't dupe me, bro. And no one will know what it means. I was, I was wearing my hand builder hoodie on uh, Saturday and I saw my in-laws and I saw my mother-in-law just like kind of crane her head, looking at my <laughs> hoodie, trying to figure out what the fuck I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck um, with that. Yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, BTB, he, he is on, um, the opposite of a heater right now oh yeah yeah he's not doing so hot it's been rough it's been rough and, and you know i haven't been fading him either yeah oh, lost a small fortune you could have yeah it's uh it's tough sledding i mean it doesn't seem thing, possible it doesn't seem possible and i i notice in our lulls discord chat and i see this pop up all the time people not believing he's real. They think he's a character. They think he's a bit. I mean, you talked to him on a call. You didn't see him, but you, you talked to him. You heard his voice. Like I, I, I refuse to believe that this is anything but real. Oh yeah. Well, even if it, even if it's fake, who's ever faking it, it's amazing. It's, it's like, so it's so far outside. Um, like how many standard deviations outside of normal. Like I could, I could legitimately try to lose at that clip because if you think about it, right? Like if the lines are so efficient that, you know, a goldfish can go around 50%, it would stand a reason that being incredible at sports betting or being awful at sports betting would be equally hard. Like to those magnitudes. It, yeah. It's impossible. It's impo it, we need, we, we, someone needs to do a data analysis of this data. I feel like it's almost, it's definitely a 1% outcome, maybe, maybe worse. And you know what I think part of it is people like getting on the train, the fade train. We're talking about bend the better here for people who aren't, aren't following us. Um, it's like Bitcoin kind of where like, you know, all the Bitcoin, the people who've always hated Bitcoin were like 10,000 is too much. I can't, I'll wait till it gets down to five. We're like thirty thousand too much. I'll wait till it gets down to sixty thousand too much. I'll wait till it gets down to forty. And it's like they're like, okay, he lost uh, fifteen in a row now, so I'll wait till he has a good day. Then I'll get in and fade him. 
right? And it's like, no, no, it just keeps going down. <laughs> it's the opposite of Bitcoin. It would be like going to the roulette table with Ben the better. And it's like eight, eight blacks come up in a row. And then you're like, okay, red, red has to come out. And it's just, no, Ben, it's just black. black. That is a fucking great idea. We should pay to fly him out. This Dude. would be a good show. Pay to fly him out and we'll fade his craps game. We'll take him to the casino. We'll fade him. We'll go to the sports book. We'll fade him. I was just, so that idea, I was literally about to say something similar, which is like DraftKings, like just scratch or scrap the thing with Osmo, Big T and Whistles. Oh, I want to see that. (laughs) Just pay fucking Ben the Better $50,000 to make a documentary series about him. I mean, Mm -hmm. we would fucking consume the shit out of that. It can't be DraftKings though, because he's, because he's losing. And so they look bad. Right, they gotta hide that most people lose in sports. Betting. All right, we're gonna find an independent. We need an independent <laughs> filmmaker. We're, we're gonna we're gonna create a DAO to raise money to fund this <laughs> this production. Oh my god, it would be. I definitely watch it. And just if DraftKings listening, please release the goat. Like that's more content for us, Pete. Like we have to see how this turns out. I'm sure, there's gonna be some gold stuff in there. But yeah, that. You know, someone with him would be fantastic, but he doesn't like being on camera or whatever. Like, he won't do anything. Yeah. And I, I'll show you, like, so my bet spurt record right now is bad. Like, so the thing that sucks about it is, is I've done good on props, but their props tracker, uh, mm-hmm. like, you, you can't, they don't have a tracker for props. So this is just my record betting sides and totals here. Uh-huh. And I'm 33, 37 and one. 47.1 for uh 0.4 win loss record here minus eight units so th- this is what someone trying what their what their record what their record looks like right. trying to beat sides and not not moving on lines quickly like i'm betting these or, or i'm tracking these later in the week like i'm not doing this optimally well it looks like you're mainly sides and totals in the nfl exactly yeah so that's like the NFL. second hardest market on the planet and but i'm just and saying he's like, betting what, everything he's betting everything and, and props I, and stuff. I just, I don't need, it would be so, it'd be so fucking hard to, to do worse than that. Cause you, you're, you're just flipping a coin every time. What if we gave him, I'm trying to think of this show. We give him, give him a role. It's like Brewster's millions, like Ben, the betters millions, right? Like you give him a role and like, you got to come out of this. It was nothing. Or a million dollars or something, right? Yeah. It would be or or the opposite. Like, you know, yeah, and then you just fade them the whole time and just it's crazy. It it it's true. And I, I get where people are coming. People did it with the counselor too. They're like, this has to be a bit. And I'm like, I, I don't I don't think it's a bit. I I do think it's just something magical that's happening. These two things aren't synonymous though, because like the council okay, so the counselor could be yeah, he's he could be a fake personality, but he's not putting his bets up there tracked. Everyone can see it, and have like a four standard deviation outside the norm outcome, right? Or whatever. I mean, it's huge. It's not. It's he could be a complete f- f- fraud, and it's still amazing. Do you know what's interesting too? Thinking about the two great uh, betting personality, like if this is the year of Ben the Better, a lot of people forget that our generations or our previous generations been the better was the cash out king. And 
the cash out king social media strategy was basically the inverse right where you didn't really publicly talk about your plays it was like hidden in a telegram group and then you just posted the receipts and the tickets of your of your big winners right where ben the better is like the opposite and that he like posts all of his plays but never has a winning ticket to show like no right. one's ever seen a big ben the better winning ticket yeah, this is why he should like show his face. Like that takes balls, man. Like he's at uh, least he's he's doing. It. I know you agree with me. I'm just. Saying, I 100 percent agree with him. Yeah. I I literally don't have like I have decently thick skin. I do not have the constitution to do like I even me just pulling up my record there on the screen here of my like I'm embarrassed by this. Like I I track these picks. And like, whereas at least with like DFS, like I don't feel embarrassed about it when I have a losing week because I know that I'm now a profitable player in the tournaments I play. And I feel like I have some sort of, you know, expertise or whatever. Like it's fucking embarrassing to show that you're losing at something like over and over. And like the fact that he's able to go and just do that day after day is it's honestly very commendable. Yeah, and people like like oh he's a fraud or whatever or he's selling pictures. It's like it's it's your choice to to subscribe subscribe to his Patreon, and he puts all his info out there. So like, do it or don't. Like shut the fuck up. Like I can't stand all those preachy people. Like you're selling pics and you're not plus EV. Yeah, no, everyone it, knows what's going on here, buddy. Shut the fuck up. And again, you know we we can talk about being a sports better. He fucking has built a brand. He has people all over this industry talking about him. We are talking about him. Blender talks about him nonstop. Osimo mm -hmm. is in his mentions. Like the dude has built a fucking brand. And that's that's actually pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's got he's got to figure out how to monetize it. He does. Um, and I do that is where I think what about this? What about a sit down one on one? Vegas, Dave, Ben, the better. Just record them chat for an hour. I would, I would love to see you, that. You, you're gonna have to have someone moderate that. Can I moderate it? No, no, no. Let it just they're, go. They're, they're, it not, go. they're not gonna be able to 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 ask each other questions to facilitate an interesting. Just lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> just two men huddled up in corners of a locked padded room yeah that would be great they think they're gonna die and like see what they like comes out of them you know like yeah you know man it was all a fraud ben i am a fraud yeah and i um again i'm I'm torn because as you know a content consumer i want to know more about ben the better and his story like i'm curious like you know what is what is he up to during the day? How how does he pay the bills? Does he does he have a side job? Does he have a nest egg? Like how much is he actually betting? Like I have all these questions. On the other side, the internet is fucking ruthless. I like compartmentalizing part of my personal life with my online content life, and I don't begrudge him from for wanting to keep those things separately because the problem is is he can take people making fun of his bad picks, but it's a whole nother thing. If people start making fun of your looks, they mm. start making fun of your job and stuff like that. And you know, we can all joke about his picks being shitty. I know where to walk up to the line. A lot of people don't know. And they fucking blow past that line and say awful stuff. He will immediately be, he will immediately get ripped on. 
Exactly. And that's why it's like, that will, that will happen. I don't blame him. And like yeah. we invite him on this podcast. I wouldn't fucking come on this podcast. You know, how about this? We can have him come on. We'll, we'll do the whole, it's just says, you know, his logo on here. He doesn't have to show his face. Yeah. I would, I would be happy to, to do an audio version mm -hmm. uh, of that for him. Maybe and next he, time we talk to him, we'll, we'll offer that. And we, okay. So we have, I don't know what we've been averaging on between our two channels and podcasts, like, uh, like just under 4,000 views. About an episode, if we got him, how many do you think we'd have? I think it'd do pretty well. I think like, it would. I think it'd probably rival the chess episode. So like six, eight thousand, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I mean, there still is like a cap he, level of interest, but that it's the good pub for him. It is. He, I think he would need to dial in whatever he was selling. Like, well, we could probably convert some Patreon. Out of those six thousand people, we probably convert a couple. Yeah, I I will. I'd also say I in the same way we you know I I would buy Ben the better merch, and I'll, I, I'll I would I'll also put this out Ben the better if you have like a shirt idea or an evil empire idea and maybe I'll message him. I would be happy to host it in my store and you know give him the the profits or whatever that that come from that so just so we could sell some you know, evil empire, Ben, the better merch for him. That's a great idea. I mean, we bought Vegas Dave merch. We did. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we can just cut out the middleman and, uh, and give the profits right to uh BTV. All right. All right. Here, Ben. There we go. Um, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in to a winding rambling lulls episode. And the only way we know how to do it, uh, Brian and I will huddle this week to figure out our, thanksgiving show plans might be a different schedule than usual all i can promise is that i will be drunk for the episode if we have it yeah good that'll be fun <laughs> someone's saying cash out king mine in my uh youtube cash out king's back on twitter is he i miss that i miss that i i was legitimately a little worried about him yeah just his health because we well, hadn't heard about him in a while yeah he said he committed attempted suicide and then he logged off his twitter it's like yeah that's a little scary yeah um so we'll get to the bottom of all these mysteries. We'll be back next week. We'll figure out the time. If you guys uh, want to chat with us about show topics, we're in uh, the Deposit Kingdom Discord in the Lulz channel. You can check out Brian's Discord, uh, Brian's site, brick75.com, where he'll post PGA ownership, other props, stuff. Check it out. See what him and his Pakistani coder are up <laughs> to. Uh, get those Lulz hoodies if you like. I recommend the one in white. Super comfy. We will be back. Next week, you can get the audio version, as always, on your favorite podcast platform. For Brian Hooper, I'm Peter Overzet. We'll see you guys next week. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger 
for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.